Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. It's something that we've done before, more than once, actually. We've lived through a renovation while it's going on in our house that we're living in. It's not something I would always suggest, especially to the beginning DIYer, but we want to answer your questions about it. So today on Heart of the Home podcast, we're talking about the do's and don'ts for living through a renovation. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Hey, honey. Hi. Hi. Remember that time that that I had just had surgery Mm -hmm. and... And and we were renovating a house, and uh, all we had was a working toilet and a shower, mm-hmm. and no kitchen, no kitchen. And my sister came to visit, and she said, "You don't have to stay here." <laughs> yeah, she didn't say that in front of me. <laughs> you can come stay with me. <laughs> she found like a quiet moment with just the two of you to let you know that it would be safe for you to say that you wanted to go <laughs> with like, her. <laughs> give me a code word. <laughs> You don't have to stay here. Who is yeah. this jerk who brings you back to this place after surgery and makes you live here? You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to do this. I will never forget that moment. Thanks we, for not blaming me in that moment. No, 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 no. I that. was like, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And she was like, are you sure? It's scary is here. John doing this to you? Yeah. Do you need help? Yes. <laughs> Raise a flag. Do something. Twitch your nose so that I know and I can pull you out of here. No, we have we have signed on for that more than once. We've lived through it several times. It's never fun, Mm-mm. but it's always worth it. So with the Stag Reno, we did not live here while we were renovating this house. Luckily. Luckily. Can you imagine? It wouldn't have been possible. We, w- we couldn't have. No. Especially based on the time of year we were doing like the exterior And additions. we took the roof off and we... Portions of the roof. But yeah. yeah it, it just wasn't possible. I mean, we had like wildlife walking through this house, potentially. There no, was, in, in reality. In reality. Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but this wasn't our first renovation rodeo, if you will. This was far from our first one. So the first few, though, we we lived in while we were remodeling it. So so we wanted to talk about don't do this. And yes, do this if you have to survive. And we're bringing in Kelton, our podcast producer. Hello again. To ask questions that maybe we don't think about. Okay. Kelton, have you ever lived through a renovation? Oh, yes. I've you have? To, yeah. I've talked to you a couple of times about this. My dad is a general contractor and he doesn't do that for his full-time work anymore, but he, he's all about like, he would fit right in with the stag design. Well, I wish, I wish he lived closer actually. He's so anal. We don't actually want him (laughs) around. We like, well then he would fit in with John. John loves the anal. I like he would. 
Yes. So is he the kind that would start a project and then get busy with something else and it would stay half done forever? No, he no? was always working on it. It was not like the project would stall, but it, you know, it never forever. could have his entire attention. Yeah. And I remember I was maybe 10. And anyway, we like piece by piece redid our house. And so like one room would be cordoned off with just huge sheets of plastic. Mm-hmm. And we as a family just kind of had to like, as nomads, move around throughout the house. <laughs> bit by bit, it got done. Yeah. What was that like as a kid? I mean, it, I'm as a kid, it was kind know. of adventurous, you know? It was, I you didn't it was feel fun. like that was, I'm disruptive. sure my mom, bless her, was, <laughs> you know, at wit's end. Not, not loving it because, you know, another thing about me, I have a sister with some disabilities. And so, you know, that adds a, a whole other dynamic to home life. And so, I'm sure. My mom's a saint to begin with. You know, I I will say my first tip is that it's easier to do a renovation and live in it if you don't have young children. Yeah, that's why I asked Kelton how you felt about that as a kid, because we haven't actually done it with kids. Ruby. Well, Ruby. We We did it with Ruby. Who was like two at the time. Yeah. Our oldest. But yeah. Yeah, you worry as a parent that you're going to stress your kids out or it would be difficult on them. And I think you certainly could, depending on how you handle the renovation. But from your perspective as a kid, it didn't it didn't no, leave scars and on you. I mean, <laughs> probably the reason it was an issue is I'm sure my mom was constantly trying to make sure I wasn't like in there messing with stuff. Or you know? stepping on exposed yeah, nails or, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I don't remember it being an issue for me, like feeling like, you know, my home dynamic was messed up. It felt like an adventure to me as far as I can remember. But I'm sure my mom was always like, you know, watching that sheet of plastic to make sure it wasn't wiggling probably because wasn't. I had snuck through or something. Yeah, probably super stressful for your mom, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the first home that we lived through a renovation, it was just John and I. And we actually had different full-time jobs. And we sort of like did this in every other spare moment of our time. It was an old house. It was built in what the 1920s? Um, 40s. 1940s. So old house. We kind of wanted to restore some of the character back to the house. A bunch of college boys had been living there and like painted marijuana leaves on the walls. And, you know, it was just... Getting baked in there. Yeah, it was... (laughs) It needed some love. We actually found a marijuana leaf cookie cutter. Oh yeah, remember that Edibles, in the yeah. house, you know. So, so it, it needed and, and it needed a lot of attention. Smoking marijuana still is not legal in Utah, but it definitely wasn't anywhere near being legal then. When we were doing this, no, they were. Anyway, so it needed a lot of love, um, and that is the house where my sister tried to rescue me uh, after I had had some surgery. So <laughs> we we did as much demo as we could before we moved into the house demo and redo like we redid the floors yeah and we had done a fair amount of it but it we it certainly wasn't put back together no we had the tile done in the bathroom mm-hmm. um and we had a working shower a working toilet and sink and a working sink and the kitchen was completely no we out. didn't have a kitchen we had a microwave that we had plugged in and set on the floor but we were I remember professionals without kids and we just ate out all yeah the time. we just ate out all the time or we got like <laughs> microwave pizza or anyway yeah. and we had a fridge that was plugged in randomly so that was pretty much it i mean we had a mattress on the floor mm-hmm. i remember and then when i had my surgery you were so kind to plug in a tv for me so i could lay in bed and watch tv while i was recovering <laughs> 
So kind. I know. It was so <laughs> it was it was such a laugh of luxury. But I would say the very bare minimum that you need to survive as humans in a renovation is a shower, a toilet, a sink, and a microwave. And a fridge. And a fridge. Would you agree? Even yeah. a mini fridge, though. That'll work. Yeah. You just need something to keep like milk cold for cereal, really. Right. So uh, you'll kind of feel like a college student a little bit, but that's okay. It all depends on the renovation you're doing and how you approach it, right? Yeah. And I think Kelton actually gave a good tip in his description, going room to room and trying to limit the renovation to one room at a time if you can. That's Sometimes that's not always possible, but um, whenever possible, that's a great way because you can cordon that area off and just keep people out of it and... One tip I would give, because a constant problem with renovating in a home that you're living in is dust everywhere. Everywhere. It gets in your vents. Mm -hmm. It blows throughout the whole house. It's yeah. really hard to avoid. Well, it, one way you can help with that is putting plastic over the door, keeping it to one room if you can, and putting plastic, like good thick plastic to completely cover the door. And the vents. Um, and then actually like completely hermetically seal that room if you can. Mm -hmm. Like um, there will likely be cold air returns. You've got to cover those in because that's what sucks the dust into the HVAC system and then distributes it throughout your house. So try and prevent that from happening by closing, closing in the cold air returns and then closing in the vents as well, the heating ducts for that room so you're not spreading it throughout the house. You know, I've I've said to clients several times that it's a lot easier if you have if you're doing your whole house and you have a basement that has room for like a kitchen or a makeshift kitchen or a kitchenette or something like that, it's way easier to finish like the basement first and then go live in the basement mm -hmm. or if the basement's livable, just go down and live in the basement while you do the entire upstairs. Right. You have to weigh the pros and cons. It's of course easier to do as much as you can at the same time so that you're not living in a constant stage of dust and construction. Right. At the same time, you need to think about how you live. So so our home before the Stag Reno might be a good, a good example of this. We called it the Peach and Purple Palace, if you want to look back through... Uh, <laughs> you know, blog archives on stag-design.com. Oh, what was that, like mid-1990s style? Those Oh, yeah. Colors were I mean, super... it had like mauve and pinks and greens. And I mean, it Not was like... Not only paint the... color, but like tile. Oh, yeah. It was like Coordinating the quintessential Terrible. 90, early 90s house. Yeah. So that house was an interesting renovation because we didn't make any structural changes. So we really could live in it while it was being renovated. That being said, in the middle of the renovation, <laughs> I was pregnant and then I had Ruby and then it kind of stretched out. And then at one point, Ruby started to walk and we we had sort of decided we were going to do it in phases like, mm -hmm. okay, we're doing all the carpet, you know, all of that and the paint before we move in. That was like sort of like we had to do that before we moved in. And then the next phase was like, okay, we're going to do... We did like the upstairs first, like the master bedroom and Ruby's nursery were next. And then we did we, like the master bathroom. We replaced all the moldings, baseboards and mm -hmm. door casings and um, all the hardware on the doors right. and the cabinets. And Probably the biggest part of the renovation was the kitchen mm -hmm. and the family room. Those were big. We added built-ins. Painted all the kitchen cabinets. Painted all the kitchen cabinets, replaced this backsplash, changed all the light fixtures. 
and and in when you're saying that aloud, it doesn't sound like that much, but it really is disruptive in your life. And, and you're having to remove everything from all uh-huh. the kitchen cabinets. And we had to put plastic over all of our furniture and Ruby's toys and everything like that while we tackled that. So you want to make it as quick and and I mean, you want to rip off the band-aid as, as quick as you can, right? Yeah. You don't want it to drag on and on and on. So, so and, this was a long way of me saying that whatever kind of renovation you're going to do, have a very clear plan and an, and an execution strategy for each phase. So if you're like, I'm going to do this phase first, figure out how you're going to do that whole phase. And once you start it, give yourself deadlines to finish it. And go 100% yes. of the way. Because you don't want to be living with it done. indefinitely. Yeah. Would you say if you're going to parse it out space by space, there is a zone that you would hone in on first? The space you live in the most. Yeah. I I would say do the spaces that you live in the most, that you spend the most time in, do those first. And spend the money that you can to do them as nice as you can and get them completely 100% done. The home I'm living in currently is a condo that I, it was my first home purchase. And I was lucky that just the way it timed out, my lease on my apartment, I had about a month and a half before I actually moved. And so my dad helped me and we were able to get almost everything done Hmm. that I wanted to get done before we actually moved in. And the stuff that I didn't get done took forever because it's so different when you're there with all your things and it's just such a different dynamic. It's a lot harder. Than, you know, I mean, my dad and I did a ton of late nights. I would get off of work and go over and we would work until like, you know, two or three in the morning. I'd get up the next morning, go to work, and then it was the same thing in the evening. And so it's not easy, but it's so much simpler to just do it before you move. Yeah. And when you have a real deadline, like I'm moving in, I better exactly. work my butt off. And then once you're in, you're like, oh, I'll take time. I'll find mm-hmm. some time here and there. That's why projects take years to complete if you don't force yourself to stick to a deadline. Yeah. Right. In fact, I still, I've lived there for four years. The baseboards in my master bathroom They still drive you crazy, don't they? They still drive me crazy. I still have not gone through and caulked the nail holes. Yeah. And the thing is, you get so used to them the way they are, you don't even see them anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you're living in it and not realizing how bad it is until someone comes over. And And I hope uh, my dad is not listening to this because he'll be so mad at me. (laughs) Mortified. He doesn't know. He was like, okay, this is the first thing you have to get done. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. I just think... Having a clear plan and and giving yourself deadlines is really, really important. You know, look at something that's coming up in your life, whether it's you're going to host a party in the summer. And so you need to have X done by the party. John hates when I give him deadlines like that, but he's always (laughs) so grateful when it's done, right? Like if I'm like, no, the backyard has to be finished. We have to have at least this done because we're hosting this party. Like, it's like the ba- he like is so ornery about it. He hates it so much. But then he's like, "I'm so glad we got that done. We never would have gotten it done otherwise." You there, know, there are two kinds of people: the people who, once they have something on their plate to do, they just get to it right away and and cross it off their list. And then they're the people that wait until like the last minute to get it done. And I'm definitely a last minute type person, so deadlines are really effective to help me get things done. And I'm not a last minute kind of person. I'm like a 
plan ahead to Christmas of next year. I already have the girls' Christmas dresses purchased for next Christmas. Yes. That's, kind of person. That's a good thing we're not both that way. I know. I'm I'm definitely like a plan ahead kind of person. I just don't, I don't ever feel like I'm in a crunch. But that's why we work so well together, honey. Yeah. We complement each other. So to summarize, don't live through a renovation. <laughs> but if you it. have to live through a renovation, come up with a really clear plan of attack in whichever phase and order you're going to do it in before you launch into it. Don't just jump into demo. Don't even do demo until you have everything ready to go. Because demo goes super fast and then you have a destroyed space. And then you're, you're living in a live destroyed in. space, right? <laughs> um, and then once you launch into a project, give yourself a deadline and get her done. 100%. Get her done all the way. And then you'll never want to leave that space. This just popped into my head. Are there is there anything that you guys can think of that, frankly, wouldn't be safe to live through? Like, especially if you had kids, like, you know, what would you say, okay, at least while you're doing this, get a hotel, go stay with your, you know, parents or grandparents, brother, sister, anything Flooring. like that. Flooring's a big one because if you have exposed tacks or nails or subfloor or something like that, and also like the fumes of refinishing like hardwood floors. Painting. Um, yeah, that's, that's a rough one. And then painting with paint fumes is also a bad one. Depending on how well you can contain it and separate your family from it. Like we just had our master bedroom painted. It wasn't a big deal. And it was completely cordoned off and separate and it was fine. But if you're doing something that you really can't keep your family away from, then um, and it's something to do with paint fumes or dangerous, you know, exposed nails or construction going on. You got to find a way to stay out of the way. Yeah. Keep the kids out of the way. What what I would suggest is whenever you're getting flooring done or you're painting large spaces, just go have a staycation. Just go somewhere, get a hotel room overnight, just until the fumes clear out or until the carpet is completely in and just go stay somewhere else and make it a fun little adventure for your family. Yeah. Hotwire that. You could do that cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to, you know, plan, plan ahead. No, you can go find something fun and cheap. We should get a sponsorship for hotels tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be dropping the brand name. You know? <laughs> yes, any find hotel a bargain company? hotel finder on the interwebs. And <laughs> there we go. If anyone wants to sponsor us, you can find us over on stack-design.com. There you go. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.